What is going on, everybody? John Pittman here with James Grande. Welcome into the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast and live stream. James, we have reached the end of the week. Friday, 12-game main slate here to finish off the work week. A big day. Pitching sucks for 12 games. We, uh, <laughs> we, have, we have talked about this a lot where we kind of work our way through rotations, and sometimes we catch it right where it's loaded. Sometimes we catch it wrong where it's not. And I feel like based off what we have on this slate here, uh, we hit the wrong side of the rotation, the wrong mix. We got a couple of good spots, but for a 12-game slate where there are 24 starting pitchers on the board, there's maybe four that I want to <laughs> use. Uh, it's not great. We also might have some weather going on. If you believe the little emoji symbols up here that DraftKings gives you, uh, obviously the goat weatherman Kevin Roth shout out uh you know to Roth over at Roto Grinders uh he'll put out his weather report we highly recommend you all go check that out um you know it's not going to be out as the time of this current recording but if we're looking at maybe rain in Washington rain in Kansas City you know it only shortens up the slate uh we do have Colorado on the slate but not in course so we do at least have to not worry about a course field impact here but um, yes, as we have to pay attention to as we get into the summer months, uh, we do find ourselves occasionally dealing with some weather as well. So uh, for 12 games, we could have two games potentially impacted there. We'll get more of a uh, of an update on that when James and I go live at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this is our first look podcast for those who are new to the show. Uh, welcome all. Just glad you're watching, hopefully on the Better Sports Network, over on Fantasy Alarm YouTube channel as well. Um, James, for these 12 games, let's head on over to Vegas. Uh, take a look at some of the game totals and run lines that maybe we should be paying attention to here. Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, John, happy Friday. That's happy the most Friday. important. That's the most important here. Happy Friday. Um, secondly, we are going to go to Vegas. Um, I think the first thing that stands out to me in terms of uh, money line is seeing Kode Sanga minus two hundred, pretty much across the industry over on. Uh, Caesars, he's up to minus 208, you know, and warranted. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of seasonal streamers go against Kode Senga this week. I think a lot of uh, people are licking their chops when they get to face Oakland, yeah. although uh, there has been a breakout of of some sort of, in the form of Brett Rooker the last couple of days. John is, I know, he hit uh, two home runs on Thursday and a home run on Wednesday. So, Watch out, Kode, you, you know, running into a, a steaming hot Brent Rooker. It's always very scary. Uh, but he's the uh, biggest favorite on the board. Minus 200 at home, or on the road, rather, sorry. You know, Luis Garcia, minus 160 on the money line, home against Texas. We've talked about Texas a couple times this week and how kind of depressed their lineup is without Corey Seager and Mitch Garver. Um, so Luis Garcia, not a bad matchup. The Yankees coming off a shellacking of the Minnesota Twins, all in two innings. Um, yeah. Get get to send an actual pitcher to the mound. And I sh- no fair to John- Johnny Brito, but like the Yankees are sending out some some names right now uh, to the mound. Nestor Cortez is a dude. Uh, he's minus one seventy five on the money line. That's a, a pretty good spot for Nestor. Although yeah. Minnesota looked relatively healthy on a. Uh, on Thursday, 
those are the three biggest favorites we have um, in terms of run line. And, and that just goes to show you, John, like you, you kind of said pitching stinks. And that's like a clear indication that Vegas like can't really trust any of these pitchers. Oh, yeah, like, no, it's, it's bad. I actually I skipped over uh, Noah Syndergaard minus one sixty five, Marco Gonzalez one sixty five, and and John Woodford one sixty five because like who wants to use any of those guys? Said, you know, are you um, play John Woodford against Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you you could if you 5K, could, but right, you don't want you don't want to. Um, in in terms of over unders, the most notable over under we have, and this doesn't really surprise me is in Boston and given how Boston has played just in general and how Fenway has played this year, um, I'm perfectly fine getting there. Nine and a half over under there, a uh, slight lean on the under in terms of favorite, but just like minus 115. So not really um, anything significant. Nine run implied total in Cleveland, Washington, Trevor Williams on the mound for Washington, Cal Quantrill on the mound for Cleveland, uh, nine runs in Tampa Bay, Toronto, pretty much a pick them. Um, nine in Baltimore, Chicago. Mike Clevenger has looked terrible to start the year. That's it, John. Like, yeah. that's the only noticeable. There's nothing really notable. Like, there's no, like, great ballparks. There's no great pitching. There's no – we're looking out for weather. There's no implied – Right, you know, like minus two fifty favorites. There's no massive implied run. A lot of number four starters going up against number four starters, and Vegas is like honestly it could go either way here. Yep. Like they, both of these yep. pitchers suck enough that offenses could put runs across the board. That's basically where we're at. Yep. Um. So with that great preview of game totals, let's go into the pitching here, where we have Kodai Singa, obviously uh, ten thousand four hundred dollars on the road, and actually Oakland is is a great spot to pitch. Huge yep. ballpark, ton of yep. foul ground here. Uh, Senga's first two starts, both of them were up against the Miami Marlins. Uh, 14 total strikeouts and 11 and a third innings, 88 and 90 pitches uh, in those two outings. So maybe that's something to watch. Like, is he kind of capped to that 90 pitch mark? Are they going to let him go over it? You know, obviously, he gets acclimated to the uh, to, to Major League Baseball, but, you know, on a big slate like this, you know there's going to be value on the board hitting wise so Senga feels like an absolute lock for lineups here not only is it just oakland it's just he is the for lack of a better word cream of the crop when it comes to pitching on this slate here um rasmussen's been fantastic but you're going in toronto here he's faced oakland and he's faced washington so <laughs> you should look fantastic against oakland and washington i don't know if he's going to have that same success today but Look what Spencer Turnbull just did against the, the, the Blue Jays today. Right. Absolutely shut them down. So, you know, is it is it possible that Toronto's bats get held down if Rasmussen's pitching as well as he is? Sure. Do you want to spend $10,000 to find that out? Not if unless I'm playing a 20 max, you know, or maybe a three max, but definitely not in a single entry. And definitely not if I'm making one lineup. Rasmussen's not making that lineup against Toronto for me. Um, I like Cortez, $9,500. Wish he wasn't home, but fine. I can I can live with it. Right. Charlie Morton against Kansas City. We know we've been targeting Kansas City a lot. It burned us against Evaldi, but he still had seven strikeouts in that outing. So maybe Charlie Morton here, if the weather holds out. Um, threw 104 pitches in five innings against San Diego. He's had a tough two matchups, St. Louis and San Diego. 
Still had six Ks against the Padres, so that's encouraging to see. $9,100 for him. Uh, so, so maybe that there's some Charlie Morton, but the Kansas City bats are slowly waking up. Uh, Bobby Witt starting to hit. He had three stolen bases yesterday uh, in yesterday's game as well, or two days ago, I guess now at this point. Um, you know, that's your 9K and above tier. Rasmussen is probably the only one I don't play. Senga, I love. The other two are fine. You know, I, I, I don't know if I, I still have some reservations, probably a little bit more on Morton than Cortez, but um, that's kind of how I'm feeling about that top group. Yeah, I mean, I think Rasmussen probably is last, but I, I wouldn't completely cross him off my player pool considering how good he's been. And considering, like, you know, just the lack of depth at the position. I know he's 10K. It's not like we're getting that discount anymore, but if Spencer Turnbull can do it, anyone can do it. Um, he faced a full Blue Jays lineup, excluding Matt Chapman, who was scratched late. I mean, if Chapman's not in the lineup, we get a same, we, we get another. We have the team in RBIs, right? So. Yeah, in pretty much every category. So, like, I wouldn't just poo-poo Rasmussen especially just i mean tempe has not lost like he is almost the most surefire win on the slate and i know it is toronto different whatever different yeah. setting whatever but like they literally haven't lost so like it is hard to predict people winning every game but right now they've won every game so yeah, like all now right so um senga's definitely Senga is definitely the best play. Um, I'm just going to put him in the lineup now. We're going to yeah, build the lineup he, at the end of the show. Those are new. We, we build the lineup at the end. Uh, but if we find absolute locks, we just we just click the button. So Senga, Senga is the click. Yeah, he's the click. Um, I do have pretty solid amount of interest in Nestor. I think this Twins offense can be exploited. Again, I know they just went nuclear. I'm definitely not denying that. Um and he is a lefty, and their two best bats and that will be in this lineup do hit lefties well. Right. Austin and Correa. Right. The thing is, like, you and I had a good talk about Johnny Brito on the live stream on Thursday, where, like, we ran into a problem where we liked Nathan Avaldi so much on Wednesday that we just couldn't look past the fact that, yeah, Nathan Avaldi's not Jacob deGrom, you know? Sure. And, like, Nathan Avaldi can get hit. Yes, he had a big strikeout total. Yes, he got shelled. Johnny Brito's numbers looked good, surface level. Peripherally, he had like a five and a half expected yeah. ERA, and then he got shelled and didn't make it out of the first inning. So, like, you know, this Nestor is good pitcher, um, and the expected numbers are good. So, like, I have more confidence in Nestor Cortez than I did – Johnny Brito. Um, and I like Charlie Morton. I don't like that he's allowed nine plus base runners in two straight games. Uh, because that's scary, especially if it is Bobby Witt who's yeah. stealing multiple bags a game. But um, there is strikeout equity with Morton. We've seen Casey strike out a whole bunch lately. Yeah. Um, in that last series, it was just with regularity. Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned like I said, it. even Evaldi getting shelled, he still struck out seven. So I I think there is some serious uh strikeout equity with yeah morton can get you double with the k's like he still had a ton of k's last year even as he continues to get up there in age so dude he gets uh, older he gets he is one of the rare like pitchers that can just continue continues to get older and continues to just throw hard and be good yeah uh we saw joe ryan shut down the yankees tonight tyler Miley, does he have that in him today he could 
he also could give up three home runs and Yankees are just so hit or miss, man. They, they, they're going to strike out a lot. They have a uh, 24% K rate against righties this year. And they also have a 206 ISO, which is, uh, let's see, fourth highest against right, righties. Pretty, pretty elite number. So. so like, yeah, they're, they're likely going to strike out. And they're also likely, I mean, Anthony Rizzo hit two home runs tonight. And we yeah. talk about Anthony Rizzo at Yankee Stadium all the time. Aaron Judge powered to like compared to last year. I mean, he has four home runs. That's fine. But yeah. the guy hit 60 last year. What happens if he goes on a, a tear. tear? Like, that tear could start tomorrow on uh, on Friday. So, sure. tournaments only for me, for Molly. All right. Uh, other guys. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> other guys in this AK range. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, for me, I think is interesting. I, I know you mentioned Boston and their offense. They did put up in a bunch of runs on the bullpen of of uh, of the Rays today. Um but that lineup is just gross. I mean, they they rested Devers. Oh, horrible. They they rested Devers. They and they didn't have um, Yoshida in there. But both those guys are lefties, and I know that we. Ref Snyder hit third, right? Yeah, Ref Snyder hit third. Yeah, he actually homered in the first right. inning uh, for Springs there. But um, listen, Sandoval's been really good. Now he's not striking anybody out. But Toronto held on to one run uh, over six innings there. Oakland one run over five innings. Yeah, again, it's if you cannot get burned by Devers, who hit a grand slam two nights ago, then you're probably moving through Boston's lineup pretty easy at this point. Um, you know, so I wouldn't mind throwing something at, at Sandoval. Now, Tanner Houck has actually been a pretty decent starter for them, uh, com- kind of given the rest of their starting rotation. Um, <laughs> but again, like he's in Boston, it's gonna be like 80 degrees tomorrow in Boston, so the weather's getting pretty warm. Oof. Um, you know, it, it could be it could be a tough day of if those breaking balls hang. Uh, and then Michael Walker for me at 8100 would be their other guy in this in this price range. Um, so I like Sandoval a lot, and there's gonna be positive regression coming for the strikeouts. This is a guy who averages over a strikeout per inning for his career. Like we're not just striking two batters out right. for outing. I'm trying to find his uh his swing strike. Yeah, like his swing strike rate is a little down last year. 13.3, just 10.6 this year. Um, still double digits is fine. So that should that should be um, a positive regression for Sandoval. I don't hate Michael Walker. We know that Milwaukee has thump. And he's coming off a really good start against a team that thumps in Atlanta. Uh, we know Michael Walker's incredibly up and down. He was good for Boston last year, though. Uh, I will give him credit there. I would also throw Luis Garcia into the mix, especially with Texas. Um, I'm going to keep saying it while Corey Seager's out. If they are going to continue to bat Josh H. Smith second, I'm going to attack Texas. If they don't adjust that lineup somehow where they're like, it's not like they just need to move, I think, everyone up. And if they don't, I'm going to look at Luis Garcia or, yeah, Luis Garcia um, as well as Sandoval and Walken. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm fine. You know, my, my one thing with with Luis Garcia is that he's 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 not as good as Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. <laughs> you know, the top end of that rotation, right? Sometimes we kind of lump all those Houston guys together as being like a really strong rotation. Um, he's been okay, but he is, doesn't have the same thump that those other guys can bring uh, when it, when you're you're talking about the aces of that staff. So. Um, he's priced like them though. Like he's priced like a Christian Javier or a Framber Valdez. 
he's just far more inconsistent uh, than those guys. And I don't believe he has the same ceiling at all. No, of course. I mean, Frambar could win a Cy Young, and I don't think yeah. anyone. And, and Javier has could could lead any slate in strikeouts. Like I don't think Garcia can yeah. that strikeout yep. guy. I don't think he pitches yep. deep enough into games uh, like we see for Valdez. So I don't mind him. You're right. The Texas lineup certainly kind of sucks, but you know, I, I worry a little bit just at that price point. It feels a little high. I could be contrarian, but I know you said he's also a pretty big favorite on this slate. So yeah. Um. Let's see. I have run total up. He is minus one sixty yeah. to like one sixty-five. Yeah. Um, moving our way down, you mentioned Syndergaard was a pretty heavy favorite. Obviously, he got rocked by Arizona last time out. He faced Arizona in his first start, had a lot of success. He was also at home in that first start. He is home here against the Cubs. Uh, we look at the Cubs lineup. Not a lot in that scares you outside of like Miko Horner, but you know they are putting runs on the board lately. <laughs> Um, they're sneaky good. I think the Cubs think are sneaky, sneaky good. good. Wait till they get Bea back. I do. Then, they're, then they they get a, a good guy there too. Um, would you play Syndergaard here at home? Probably not, because I I you want Cubs? You playing Cubs? <laughs> I don't know if I'm playing Cubs. I mean, that's gonna you know we'll see how the slate breaks. But um, I haven't thought Syndergaard's been good for a pretty okay. long time. Uh, Taylor Wells is $6,300. He threw a shutout five innings against Texas in the first start against the Yankees, six innings, four earned, gave up two home runs, but had six strikeouts. You mentioned they strike out a lot. Uh, any, any Tyler, I call him Taylor Wells, any Tyler Wells here? Yeah. The first outing wasn't a start. That was the, he entered the the game for Kyle Bradish. Um, yeah, I mean, he's okay. I like that he threw 89 pitches at least like I do too. I do too. He's okay. Well, you know, the White Sox, they, if, you know, no Tim Anderson in that lineup. You know, they, they is Moncada still out for them too? Is he? He still hasn't played. I mean, yeah. it, once again, it's like if you can kind of avoid Lewis Robert, you're you're kind of doing <laughs> okay there. So in, in Baltimore, that offense has just been banging. So, yeah. You know, Tyler Wells at 6,300 might be my value play on this slate. I mean, I don't see anyone else that I would like really have any interest in like trevor williams was good in cores and Cle- i think cleveland is one of like the most non-scary offenses you'd go against if jose ramirez isn't hitting the ball all around the park um i guess yeah i mean where else would you go? I'm trying to pull up Gomber's road stats from last year quickly. Um, he has looked quite bad. Yeah, he was, but he, I think he, he was, he had a serviceable first start against San Diego. Um, road starts for Gomber last year. Nope. Worse on the road. <laughs> Five, nine, eight. So. Uh, yeah, no, no, no dice, no dice there. So yeah, that's probably it. I think, I think I mean, Tyler I, Wells is, is, is the value play. Yeah. I mean, like I like some of these like mid tier guys, if they just weren't facing the teams that they were facing, like I love Justin Steele. I just wish he wasn't facing the right. Dodgers. I love Brady Singer. I just wish he wasn't facing the right. Braves. Like the, those two 
those two matchup, those two pitchers, I'm very like I think very highly mm-hmm. of. And I would probably just use one of those two guys as my SP two, but like very hard to really have any interest. Yeah, the one thing with Hauk here, 70 and 74 pitches in his two starts. He went five yeah, innings in both of them, got the win in both of them because the team is combined to score 23 runs for him. Um that is crazy. Why have they scored all their runs for Tan? They they must love Tanner Hauk yeah, in the clubhouse. They huh? must. So I don't think I'm playing Tanner Houck. Like I said, I think I'd rather do Tyler Wells. Um, that pitch count just is gross to me. So, Especially especially with kind of what is going to happen. Nine and a half runs implied yeah. in that game is the highest on the board. You said it's going to be hot in Boston. Yeah. Like, But we talk, a lot, of, we talk a lot about what happens when you get past like the first like three guys in the Angels lineup too. It's so it's not True. great, but it's, you know, it's better against lefties, but he's not a lefty, so. Um, all right, let's go on over to catcher again. Uh, we, we will get more information on catcher. Obviously when the lineups come out, uh, we'll see guys who are in or out. Uh, but we do have WD Smith here at 58 against the lefty and steel. Uh, Adley hit the walk-off homer today against Clevenger at 52. Uh, we have both Kansas city catchers up here. Uh, Melendez obviously and, and, and Salvi 47, 46, uh, you know, Wilson Contreras. I mean, we're t- talk to me about this catcher spot for you. I mean, it's Adley for me at the top. Um, Clevenger looked pretty bad in his last start. He's looked pretty bad um, just in general, off the field and on the field. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, terrible all around. Um, I like Rutch. I like Rutschman. Three home runs in his last five games. Hey, talk about, a, talk about the guy who has lived up to the hype, right? Like, yeah, number one yeah, overall pick, real. and then two years later, basically in the big leagues and raking. So. Yeah, and he was great last yeah. year too. Like, um, so for me, it's him at the top. I don't have a problem getting to Wilson Contreras. Oviedo is like sneaky good. Had like a jillion ground balls last last start. So like, I I think people would pro- are going to gravitate to St. Louis. It's a pretty tough spot for him. Vince, um, Vince Velasquez has shut them down. Today. Yeah, Vince Velasquez shut them down. I don't think that's like an indication of like what's always going to happen. Cause that would mean the Cardinals probably never win again. If Vince Dude, I've been the number one fan of that video. I'm yeah, just fan, saying, hater, whatever, again, same word. Yeah. when have you ever seen me discredit that video that may or may not be of Dave Batista? <laughs> it's true. So you are, you I'm, do probably have the best see- hype video, but I feel like the best is said with some, you know, sarcasm. So. Prove it. I've only ever said the best. There's nothing. I've only ever said the best. It's the best type video. Um, Colby Conway and his, and the rest, all eight of the other Pittsburgh Pirates fans out there, you know, probably weren't as hype as I was when I saw the video, but um, I'm just kidding. Pirates fans. We love you. All eight of you. Um, Sean Murphy, you know, home run threat, strikeout, double digits or multiple strikeout threat at the same time. Um, I do think highly of Brady Singer, though. I probably can't get there. I like Ohapi so here. power, right? So. Yeah. First time at the Green Monster, maybe. Um, I don't hate that spot. The rest of the position is just gross. Like, Elias Diaz hits lefties really well. He's actually been hitting really well just in general, but he's played seven straight games at right. home. 
and he had like alternating hits on the road in every other game and then hitting seven straight games at home. So like hard to, hard to trust. Like what, what's your, where, where's your flavor for the rest of the catcher position? I know. Um, Jonah I, honestly, is, I just clicked on Jonah Heim. It's probably Jonah Heim. Like it's. Or a Tampa catcher like Barrios kind of stinks. If bet, if Betancourt's in the lineup, like, Three of the last four games, Betancourt has started 16, 9, and 18 DraftKings points. He's been. If Jeffers is in the lineup today, I would probably go there too. 2,500 bucks. They played, they played Vasquez. Christian Vasquez. Um, yeah. But Jeffers is only hit when he's been in the lineup. Like the guy is hitting 400. He's played in five games. He has hits in four of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure he put, and I, he plays against lefties. I'm not sure. Mistaken. If that's the case, I'm I'll probably just punt Jeffers at twenty five hundred. Um, I mean, if Alvarez is in the lineup at twenty three hundred dollars, you know, one hit in eight in two games here, um, maybe he finds a spot at you know. But Caprillion's not great, so if you want to spend, no, he's not. You spend no, down, you not. certainly could, but it's probably it. It's probably it. We'll get the lineups out again. James and I go live at five p.m. Eastern, so we'll have some starting lineups for everybody. Uh, at 5 p.m. Uh, if you tune into that live stream, I highly suggest you do. Uh, we'll be able to give you a better idea of the catcher position. But if like Ryan Jeffers is in, I'll probably punt catcher there. Um, otherwise, it's Jonah Heim and it's Adley Rutschman. Yep. That's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, first base again, loaded position because the whole slate, 12 games. Uh, Otani's at 61 against Houck. Goldie gets Oviedo here. Oviedo? 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 Oviedo. Oviedo. 6K for him. Uh, Alonzo's been hitting for a lot of power. Matt Olson, but you like Springer, but Olson's been hitting for a lot of power. Um, Crone gets the lefty. France gets the lefty. Yandy Diaz keeps hitting. I mean, Mountcastle, low. The first base is loaded. Nelson Cruz gets a lefty in Eric Lauer, right? Anthony Rizzo gets Male. Jose Abreu gets a lefty in Martin Perez. Like we're 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 in Splitsville, USA, right here at the first base position. Yeah, I mean it's a very strong position. Unfortunately, we get to play Otani at um, two different positions, so we don't really have to worry about like bogging down our first base with him if we don't want to. We could play Otani in the outfield. Um, Goldie and Guerrero are tournament plays for me. I think my favorite option up here is Pete Alonso. Hit another home run um, on Wednesday. He now has six on the year, five in his last 10 games, um, five in his last, like, seven games. Caprillion's allowed 12 earned runs in two starts and four home runs in those two starts. I have no doubt that even in this big ballpark that Pete Alonso could make it yeah, look Yeah, he hits, he hits um, them far. So I, I think Pete Alonso is my favorite 5K and up first baseman um i also like crone and ty france in that same game together i know cj crone struggled but when he's done damage it's been with the power six extra base hits and of his 10 uh four home runs and ty france is just once again just raking yeah. uh six doubles in a home run hitting 357 he just needs like ty france is just the same guy like 290 20 home runs like 80 ribbies and it's fine, but like 5k, he really needs, we need like a three hit game or it's, it's worth remembering. Uh, I just checked the numbers uh, and it's held true two starts through this year. And then last year, 
Marco Gonzalez is a reverse splits pitcher. Lefties actually yep. hit him better. Uh, last year, 280 with an 811 OPS for lefties. And then this year, they're hitting over 300 in two starts uh, against him. So uh, I know you mentioned Crone. I'm just pointing out that uh, Marco still continues to be a reverse splits southpaw. So uh, lefties for Colorado, maybe something to be a little sneaky with here. Um, not that we love Colorado when they're out of cores. They didn't really hit well in cores. So, uh, but just, right. just kind of bro- throwing that out there. Uh, Austin Gomber just sucks in general. So, Ty France certainly, right. certainly in play. Uh, that mid tier range, like I mentioned, Mountain Castle's on the road. So, you kind of benefit a little bit from getting him out of uh, Camden. Nate Nathaniel low at 4,600. Nelly gets the lefty. Anthony Rizzo coming off the multi homer game. Abreu hasn't shown power yet, but he gets the righty lefty matchup. I mean, all those guys there are in great spots. Yeah, I think Mountcastle probably stands out the most. He's been pretty incredible lately. Striking out a lot, but he's making up for it with the power. Um, and I know like nine of his RBIs came in one yeah. game, but still 10. So that's 10 RBIs in the other 12 games. Like that's a pretty good, it's a pretty good rate. Uh pretty good stretch here for Mountcastle. So he's definitely my favorite of the of the bunch. Nelly has been good this year. Um, so I, I'm okay getting there. I'm okay getting to Rizzo in Yankee Stadium. We say it all the time. Um, more of a tournament play for me. Probably can't get to Abreu, unfortunately. Yeah. 43, I know, like, Houston just profiles good against lefties in general, but, like, if Abreu's just not I, – I know he's going to hit home runs. I'm just not going to pay 4,300 at this loaded position on Jose Abreu if he's, like, I mean, because last year was a down year in power, too. It's not like this is just this year uh, where, like, Manny Machado hadn't hit a home run going into Thursday night, right? Manny Machado also hit 30 home runs last year where it's just, like, difference in, like, where they are in their careers. 100% agree with you there. um, Um, Moving down into the value range here, what are are we doing with Luke Rayleigh here these days? I mean, is he still (laughs) uh, 3,600? Are we still looking at him in the spot against Berrios? I don't know. This is like one of those, one of those scenarios. Like Stuart Fairchild, John hit third for the Reds on yeah. Thursday. You know what happened when a righty came out, came out? to the game? He was pinch hit for. And if Toronto goes to a lefty reliever, you know what's going to happen if it's Luke Rayleigh at the plate. Came out. He's getting pinch hit. He's getting pinch hit for. So. He needs to get damage done early for it to to pay yeah. off. Um, honestly, like as much as we like Charlie Morton, like Vinny Pasquatino is just too cheap. Yeah. Like let thirty four hundred. The guy is has an incredible hit tool. You mentioned the bats were waking up. Like look at the last seven yeah. games, hits in six of them, three multi hit games over that span, just a boatload of extra base hits. He is not a thirty. He is. He is closer to a 5K player than half the list above him. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with you there. Um, to, Roddy Tellez homer tonight. He gets Waka here. I don't think Waka is striking out 10 again. So uh, no. maybe Tellez at 3K find, finds a home into some lineups for you. Dude, he's always – we mentioned – I feel every, like every – I think every Brewer's The home slate. run power is there. So. Yep, every Brewer slate. I mean, if he's going to hit 40 home runs or like – come anywhere close to 40 even 30 like the more we the more we suggest them the more we'll be right you know and <laughs> uh, and then you have the cubs you seemingly weren't in on synagogue as much hosmer's 28 mancini's 27 yeah i just don't 
think highly of Noah. I mean, Noah Syndergaard. When was the last time Noah Syndergaard has like been good? Like, I know he wasn't terrible last year. Um, he had a sub four ERA, but he doesn't miss bats anymore. He had six point three strikeouts per nine. Uh, he was walking over two batters per nine this year. Six three ERA to start. Um, he needs to keep the ball on the ground and the ground ball rate is down this year. We'll see if that evens out. It's only been two starts, but a little concerning, probably not going to get to Cubs. I just don't love Syndergaard on the flip okay. side of that. Uh, we'll break down the rest of first base again. We'll, we'll get lineups. We'll know if there's any value plays or whatever, and we'll be able to kind of give a bit of better clarity uh, on that position. We'll move over to second base here. Um, long list of guys. We know Mookie Betts has that multi-position eligibility, so we can play him at second or outfield if you want. He gets steal. Uh, Simeon, Gliber, Donovan. Uh, I know you've been a big fan of uh, Donovan lately at $4,800. Feels a little expensive for me still. I, I'd rather play Jimenez at 45 I think that's a better spot. Uh, Brandon Lowe, the power has been there. He was a ridiculous chalk play the other day. Man is homeward in yep. five of the last six. I feel like at 4,300, you're going to see him <laughs> plugged into a ton of lineups here. Yes, and he gets a... Ballpark I mean, upgrade going to like, Toronto. And Jose Barrios, his ERA is... Not good. Currently, this, <laughs> I mean, 11.17 is his ERA. That is dreadful. I know he has like a high strikeout rate, um, but look, man, the guy's just been bad again. Eight like, runs allowed to Kansas City, uh, six, uh, four earned, six runs allowed to LA. So I mean, again, not like, yeah, not not murder row there. Yeah, so there he's just it's, getting hit by everybody. Bad. Yeah, and Brandon Lowe has been amazing. Um, Brandon Lau, yeah. sorry, uh, has been amazing. Is he good enough to so, click? Yeah. Mm, let's go through the rest of the position, but he's very close. He's he is okay. very close. Uh, right below him is our guy Nico Horner. Uh, yeah, yep. twenty-five and sixteen fantasy points, two of the last three games for him. Don't let this man get up. Don't let this man get up. He will run. He will. He will one hundred percent steal that bag uh, on on you there. So uh, he is again just a hundred dollars cheaper at forty-two. Uh, Nolan Gorman's forty-one hundred dollars. Then we get kind of down into that under four K range where. There's really not a lot for me personally. I don't know if there's a name that I'm missing that you're more in favor of, but uh, you know, if there is, let, let me know who it is. Jaquan Bay, who has multi-position eligibility, uh, gets John Woodford. Definitely don't think much of John Woodford. I know um, the last time out, he was serviceable, and like if you stacked against him, he only allowed three earned runs. Uh, but the start he made in Atlanta or at home against Atlanta to start the year, four and a third, six earned, three home runs. He does not have a lot of strikeout stuff. Uh, he is not someone who's going to miss a lot of bats. I, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh has some nice pieces in this lineup. If Bay gets on, he can steal. He has a little power, as we saw. There's He hit the walk-off home run the other day. So um, I kind of like Bay at 3,800. Uh, I think he's perfectly fine um, in a pretty good spot. Other than that, like Hassan yeah, Kim, Kim 2,700. Yeah. I, I thought he was a um, shortstop, but I guess he's second base. So that's fine. Yeah, second base. Well, they Xander have yeah. Xander. Um, 
Mauricio Dubois has been really, really good for the Astros lately. Just like boatloads of hits. Uh, yeah. I uh, hit everybody um, all but one game. So. <laughs> um, and it's like they're becoming in bunches. Like they're just extra base hits. He's not a powerful guy. He is not like a speedy guy. Um, he can steal a base, but it's been just, you know, death by a million paper cuts by Mauricio Dubon. And he's mixing a couple doubles uh, here and there too. So I don't hate either of those guys um, in the, in this lower range, but that's probably it for me. Okay. I would say Brandon Lau is, is clickable, clickable. I'm just checking out, uh, 371 batting average and balls in play for Mauricio Dubon. Yeah, so so Sells and I uh, at, on the Fantasy Alarm Baseball Podcast, you guys will see uh, coming soon, um, talked about Mauricio Dubon today, and I saw that. But I've also – I also brought up a point that I, I want to get your take on. It'll be quick. That has been kind of a thing around baseball where just BABIP's higher. And I think that's a direct correlation to the shift. I mean – they're less shifting, like higher average, just yeah. naturally, right? Like there's been more offense with. Do you less think shifting. teams are shifting on Mauricio Dubon? I mean, I think that every hitter had some type of shift okay. on them, essentially for the last however many years. Certainly sure. possible. Uh, he also has a two percent strikeout rate after having. Uh, I mean, last year was decent, eleven percent, twenty percent the two years prior when he's at the Giants. So, I don't know. Maybe that's definitely a. a, a ride him while he's hot sort of scenario here. But uh, I think the chalk is going to be with Lau. Brandon Lau. I'm with. I, I agree. Mean, it's not a price that will kill you. Let's go to third base here where we do have a lot of top end talent. Uh, break it down for me. You got Riley, Arnado, Ramirez, Devers. I would say Jose Romero. Too. I just I didn't even see him because he was under the 5K. I'm a child at 49 here. That's probably that's probably definitely the first time all year that he's been that price point. So definitely something to uh, that we are going to want to take advantage of. I, I think Jose Ramirez is the top dog here over five k. Um, I'm I'm perfectly fine using Devers against lefties. I just don't think Sandoval is the lefty to use him against. Sandoval had a lot of uh, all of his struggles essentially against righties last year. Um, he handled lefties pretty easily. So if you want to use Devers in tournaments, that's fine. Jose Ramirez gets on. He's going to steal. He's going to hit for power. He hasn't hit home run yet. Again, this is like a guy that like Jose Ramirez versus Jose Abreu. I trust Jose Ramirez is going to hit a home run and a lot of them where like Jose Abreu might hit one here and there. He might end up with 20, but Ramirez is a 30 home run upside guy. So I like Ramirez quite a bit at 57. Arenado's fine. Uh, sneaky tough matchup with Oviedo if he keeps the ball on the ground. Riley's always in play for a home run. Um, but yeah, I think you know, you we start getting into this next tier where it's like, all right, Ramirez here, but then Machado under 5k is great. I, I really like Bregman 47. Um, he has slowly been better, home runs in two straight games, hits in four straight games. Um, so like Machado, Bregman, yeah, Ramirez. I want to just say Max Muncy again because, like, he poo pooed it on Thursday and then he double dongs and he's done nothing but double dongs. Right, he's going to do it against a lefty, though? There was a lefty on uh, the the first double dong he did. It was against a lefty. Okay. Guy just hit so many home runs. 
Uh, in bunches, ho- bunches. Well, he oh no, he homered on the tenth was against Logan Webb. The tenth was against Logan Webb. Are we sure? Yeah, reading well, reading it. Monty okay. went three for three with with a three run home run and a grand slam. Homered off Logan Webb. Maybe maybe the Sh- Sean Heigel is he a lefty? He had a grand slam off that guy. Uh, nope, also a righty. No, I could have sworn it was against lefty. Either then, I guess I I digress. You you win this. You win this battle. Yeah, I win uh, this battle, sir. Yes. Sean, Sean, uh, that guy that he hit the second home run of is 6'11", by the he way. <laughs> That's, a big, That's a big dude. Um, anyway, I think Suarez is great there at 43 against Gomber. Yep. Um, Gunnar Henderson will eventually be good. If you're stacking Baltimore, you can throw him in a lineup. That's fine. Uh, Josh Jung against Garcia. Yeah, and I hope they move him up. I hope we could see him hitting fourth if they do something intelligent and don't bat Josh H. Smith. Second. Do something intelligent? Why would they ever do? Well, why, yeah, I mean they bat Josh H. Smith second, so like obviously there's something going on. Well, that's well. Here's an interesting thing: the uh, the Rockies recalled Nolan Jones on Wednesday. Yep. Yep. Um, maybe finds himself in the lineup. I get he's a lefty going up against a lefty in, in Gonzalez, but it's a reverse split spot. I don't know if they would. Start him right away, but he hasn't played yet. So maybe Nolan Jones finds himself maybe. into the lineup. Maybe. Uh, anybody else for you? Mm, no. Not really for me. There's nothing down here. If any lineups, when lineups come out and maybe there's something different on the live stream, we'll. Sure. I agree with you. All right. Shortstop. I mean, Wanderer came through for my bet this morning. I had plus 135 on the over half a run. Uh, that was about all he did. He was 0 for 3, two strikeouts. He got hit by a pitch and then scored. So uh, other than that, though, he's been fantastic. Yep. You know, gets Barrios. He's $5,900, though, uh, if you think you can afford to play it. But if you're looking at the top half of the shortstop position, most of them are hurt. So you got Wander, you got Bichette, and then you got Bobby Witt at $5,200. Get Xander versus lefty, Correa versus lefty. Uh, so some pretty decent matchups here. But uh, Bobby Witt's starting to wake up. Power's due to come. Stolen bases are here. Um, if you're not playing Morton, I, I think this is a pretty strong play for for Bobby Witt as well. Yeah, I, I like Bobby Witt, and we mentioned it. There's been a lot of traffic for Charlie Morton this year. So yeah. if Bobby Witt is one for three, that could result in 20 fantasy points if he steals – Steal, bags, one yeah. for, steals two bags in a run, and uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of upside with Bobby Witt, so you know the price is warranted, and and so is our so is our uh, affinity for him here. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, the under five K range, Lindor's at forty seven. The price coming down a little bit on him. Love it. I love this spot against Cabrillion. Yeah, feels feels pretty strong. Uh, Homer, obviously, the other night he's got hits in a handful of games now. Um, six of the last seven games he's gotten on base. Uh, Payne is $4,600 against the lefty. I know the batting average hasn't been there, but he's another guy, you know, hits now in, in six of seven. Uh, could could be a decent spot here at, at $4,600. Uh, and then, you know, we, we joke a lot about Jorge Mateo, um, but the guy got another stolen base here today. It's $4,300. We don't think much of Clevenger. He has sneaky pop. We know the stolen base is legit. You know, $4,300 for Mateo. It could be in play as well. Dude, he is hilarious. 0 for 3 with two RBIs and a stolen base. Like, 
golly, like just get this guy on base and watch him run. Right. You know, he just needs to get on base. That is, if he keeps a 359 OBP this year, he'll steal 100 bases. <laughs> he might. He might. Um, so I think he's fine. Tommy Edmond, what's the deal with what are we doing with Edmond here? Um, didn't play the other day. It's a righty on the mound, though. You know, where, where, where are his splits at? Is he only playing now against lefties? Is this, what we're, is this where we're at with Tommy Edmond? Whatever he's doing, I'm not. I don't really have much interest at this price. Okay. Over 4K, like, I don't, I just don't. He's likely going to hit near the bottom of the lineup. Um, and Oviedo has been very sneaky good at keeping sure. the ball, like, on the ground. His last start, he had 14 ground balls. I know against Boston, he allowed the three home runs. Um, but 14 ground balls against the White Sox is ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Bobby Dahlbeck with the rare first base shortstop eligibility. Dude, what, are, what, is, what are they doing? Uh, the Red Sox, are, Red Sox are abysmal right now. So I saw that. I, I think they're like... They're like nine games back on it's like April 13th. They're like, oh, yeah, nine dude, their season's pretty much already over. Their season's pretty much already over. Uh, I don't know if High and Bloom makes the year, honestly. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been that bad. Uh, there's not really another shortstop down here. I got one. I got one. I'm listening. Vaughn Grissom. Who's oh, right. Arcia. Arcia's uh, hurt. Yep. Arcia went to the IL. Vaughn Grissom, $3,100. Okay. Uh, expected to be called up. And will likely be the shortstop for maybe the rest of the year. Probably just gotta gotta stay hot. Yeah, I mean he's got it. Yeah, I mean doesn't have to be that good. Like he just has to be to a point where like Braves fans are like demanding him to play. It's just like okay. I mean Orlando RC has got a fractured wrist, so I mean like that's true. Gonna, yeah, he's, he's gonna play. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna get some run here for Grissom. So I like that. I like thirty one hundred. Would you would you click him or would you wait to see? Let's wait to see. Okay. Because we're going to have a ton of outfield value. Yeah, there's, sure. there's a lot of outfield value. I agree. Uh, speaking of outfielders, Ronald Acuna is at $6,500. Aaron Judge is at $64. Jordan. Talk about Otani. We have all the Tampa Bay guys. You like Reynolds. I mean, listen, this is where we talked about how bad pitching is on this slate. There's a lot of talent in the outfield. <laughs> a lot of talent in the outfield. Where do you, Where do you even start? You can't play them all. You're starting with where you're stacked. I feel like half of these guys are going to homer tomorrow. (laughs) Um, Trout in Fenway is really nice. Julio Rodriguez against Gomber, who, you know, as you mentioned, was just as bad on the road, if not worse. He was worse. He was in course. A worse ERA on the road last year than he had at course. Which is just almost... I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you the righty lefty slip from last year. Let's let's take a peek. Um, uh, it wasn't good. Uh, righties hit 304 with an 882 OPS. Um, so yeah, I definitely like Julio <laughs> Rodriguez. Uh, he did he did shut down lefties. He has like 600 OPS. They're 274 okay. OBP. So. I cannot play a lefty against him, but righties just obliterated him. Well, well, good thing their lineup is going to be. Rodriguez, France, yeah, Suarez, don't, don't Teoscar. Don't play and J.B. Crowder, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Crawford, yeah. So I think I think of the top tier, like if we're just picking out a couple, Trout and Julio Rodriguez would be the two guys for me. Okay. And then like, uh, then we have a second 5K tier that's yeah. 
like equally as good. We have 5,500 and above, and then we have 5,500 down and below. <laughs> um, where Cedric Mullins lives, uh, Mookie Betts lives, Juan Soto, even though it's a lefty and lefty. Taylor Awards at 5,100. Teoscar gets a lefty matchup at 5K. Uh, Luis, Ro- Luis Robert, I know we like uh, Tyler Wells, but like yeah. Luis Robert is the superior player in this yep. in this matchup, but he has been awesome. He's the only thing you have to worry about in that White Sox lineup right now. Yeah. And he still is somehow doing damage. He he's already still, like a soda he's literally so. dominating. Um, yeah, I'm with, I'm I'm with you there. And then you get under the 5K range, and there's some some pretty decent options here. Uh, JD Martinez obviously at 48 sits there. Um, Tyler O'Neill, I know you're talking about the ground ball rate. He's $4,500. Um, if you believe in the reverse splits, Charlie Blackman's actually not a bad play against Gonzalez. If you're not playing, uh, if you're a believer in that spot for him there. Uh, Nimmo against Caprillion at 4K could 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 be a pretty strong spot. There's stolen base and run scoring potential there for Nimmo uh, at 4K. So uh, a lot a lot of potential down in this spot in this range. Yeah, like all the Mets, every Met that's in the lineup tomorrow, I'm gonna. That's my favorite stack. I'm calling it now. I'm stamping it. Did you Mets. see my 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 tweet in the my post in the Discord today? No. I bought a uh, I bought a uh, a box uh, a hobby box of yeah. top t- top series one. Uh, in that, I pulled out a uh, commemorative uh, patch card uh, for uh, Francisco Lindor. And, oh hell yeah! And I pulled a uh, refracted uh, Brett Beatty. So Ooh, Brett Beatty homered again. A triple A on Thursday. He did. I know. I'm gonna let's uh Brett Beatty might be on the roster by Friday. Like <laughs> they might just like have to play this kid. Yeah. Let's, like they uh... might just be like, hey, we're gonna call you up because like we there's just our fans are gonna actually start approaching us with pitchforks. They should. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. So um yeah the, I, I was trying to see if i could figure out a way to show the, this card here but it, it doesn't look like it's uh does doesn't look like it's happening for the fam uh family there at home well let's see here do you have the card like sitting next to nah, you? It's, I, I got it cased up already okay. so okay. Uh, let's see does that work for the people there it is a little overlay for the, for the fans is. at home uh so that that's a commemorative patch francisco lindor uh, Mets card and then a little okay. Brad Beatty, you know, you know, so I'm not a Mets fan, but if you're a Mets fan, you probably would have been pretty happy with those grabs. So, you know, Brett uh, Beatty is literally just like torching. Oh yeah. Triple A, and the Mets are just like, you know, we're okay with just go, go follow Justin Reeland on Twitter. If you're not one already super sharp <laughs> dude, you get him in the discord all the time. Anyways, uh, and he's, you know, just giving you the knowledge that you got to have. Um, where am I? Look at this. I'm, I'm messing up our templates here. There we go. Fixed it. Uh, you know, so, but he is obviously a big Mets fan. Uh, and, you know, he he's always tweeting Brett Beatty uh, highlights, basically being like, why is this man not yet on our roster? This is ridiculous. So um, shout out to Vreeland and all the great work that he does. Uh, for, for us in the discord uh, and all and all that fun stuff so anyways back to outfield now they diverted us uh you liked all the mets i showed you the cards i pulled uh chas mccormick is thirty nine hundred dollars uh he is going up against uh martin prez here 
definitely a, a spot where you can use McCormick. He's been hot, has a little power, has a little speed, uh, can certainly do the job. Bertelson will hit second again at 4K, even though you're not – you worry about the ground balls at uh, Oviedo. That makes certainly makes some sense there. If you're not in on Wells, like Ben Benintendi does hit leadoff for them right now, so maybe there's some Ben Benintendi at $3,800. Okay. Um, Josh Lowe's 36, Rayleigh, like Tampa Bay, I think is all in play no matter yeah. who. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to, you're going to want pretty much exposure to all of those guys there. Uh, Jordan Walker's still 3,500 bucks, you know, price kind of a little bit up Pollock against Gombers at 34. He'll start. He's going to start and hit yeah. like right in the middle of the lineup. And he hit lefties extremely well last year, but here's another guy that we have to worry about not finishing a game they pinch hit uh in the cub series he started over kelnick who might just freaking play anyway because well, I, awesome. I was gonna say that's the unfortunate thing is that gomber was so good against lefties but kelnick's homered in three straight games so and the last one was a 480 foot behemoth bomb like almost like they had pretty high hopes for Jared Kelnick when they, when he was a prospect in their system, he took a little bit to kind of acclimate. He, yeah. He I was, don't, I don't think they want to stifle his current no. uh, surge. Right. Well, I mean like they could just realistically play all four outfielders where sure. just one DHs that would make me feel better about, um, that would actually make make me feel pretty good about Pollock if Kelnick started, a lot if they both started, okay. Uh, because then the less potential that he's getting pinch hit for when or as soon as a righty comes in, because right. as soon as a righty came in, I mean, look at the last two games that he started: two two at bats, two at bats. Yeah. Yes, has he walked in those? Still three at bats. I. I want four at bats. If he's hitting fifth, I want four at bats. So, yeah. um, AJ Pollock, if Kelnick's in the lineup, I feel better about. Dare I recommend Cody Bellinger? Done. Thirty two hundred bucks. To sell, you don't have to sell it to me. I told you. I think the Cubs are sneaky good. Thirty two hundred bucks. He's got five hits over the last three games. A return to LA against the Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard on the mound. He just homered against Seattle recently. You know, like, you know, this guy just forgot how to what make contact. Like, went to the Joey Gallo school of hitting. I don't know what I don't know what happened to Cody Ballinger from when he was like an MVP to 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 this. But he's hot at the moment. He's warming up. Thirty two hundred bucks going back to LA. There's a little narrative play there. I mean, he's cheap too. Like, he's very cheap. I can't I can't say I don't like the play. So um I'm good getting to, I'm good to get into some cubbies here. All right. Uh Oscar Colas is 26. Eddie Rosario hit the walk-off homeward the other day for Atlanta. He's 25. Um anybody else before we go and make our lineup here? Ref Snyder's gonna start against Sandoval. He's 24. He gets gonna hit third. Well. He's gonna hit third, probably, right? Is he, he gonna hit third? Yeah, he, I, I'm not he's gonna lead off. If if everybody's held, if everybody's gonna be well, oh, I guess I don't know with Yoshida where Ref Snyder slugs in, right. but he was leading off against lefties. They move Verdugo down, so okay. Um, but he could be leading off against Sandoval at twenty four hundred bucks tomorrow. Oh God! Uh, uh, I keep talking about Hilliard. He's twenty three hundred dollars here. Like he keeps 
He had like a double. He had like a double double game the other day. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, it's nice, but wraparound stack. He could move up the order depending on how they view the uh, where they want to put Grissom if they want to like stagger Grissom ninth and. Jolt Tolbert, he's $2,200. Leotis Tavares returned from the IL. Uh, maybe that's somebody they move potentially up the lineup um, in the future because he's a uh, split uh, switch header. Like, right. They can't really mix and match. I don't know. He's pretty good. Uh, he had a pretty good season last year. He's okay. We got a couple minutes left here, James. Uh, so let's go ahead and get uh, some of these core guys in here. Sengo is our top pitch. Uh, who is our other starter? Did you like Morton? Um, I mean, whatever we can do to afford Mets is what we should do. All right, we'll start with Mets then. You want to? So you Lindor, want Lindor Alonso? Yeah, Lindor Alonso. I think Lindor Alonso, and then what? Uh, Nimo. Yeah, Nemo 4K. I mean, those those that that stack correlates so perfectly, right? Okay, there. and then uh, catcher. We did have a spend down. We like Jonah Heim, right? Thirty one hundred. Yep. yep, Jonah Heim's good. And then we'll say if Jeffers is available, we'll go there. Third base position here. Um, where did we go? Macho Man at forty nine, or Unihenio at forty three was a something that we yeah Suarez were fond of. I like Suarez. Let's see, Julio Rodriguez. We can slot in there at fifty six. We get we got to get uh, some cheap outfielders to get another pitcher going here. So uh, we had a couple. Kelnick or I don't think we're going to be able to afford. Let's go Cody. Let's go Cody at thirty two. Five uh, K. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to need to drop off of somebody here. Then let's drop off of Suarez maybe, and use a value third baseman. Do we have one? Do we have a value third baseman? Uh, Jung at 38, maybe. Yeah. Um, he's okay. That's not, that's not really a huge drop off. All right, yeah. let's go back to Suarez. Maybe we don't go to Moncada, uh, not Moncada, Rodriguez. Um, who is our SP2? We'll figure that out. Is it we want to go Morton? Yeah, let's go Morton. We we're gonna need more money then because we get all right. We then let's go if then let's go, let's go Tyler Wells. Okay, go Wells. That gives us a $4,300 outfielder with Wells. Um, McCormick, 39. Um, Yeah, it's fine. He's not. Yeah. It, Martin, yeah. Perez was, Martin Perez was really good last year, and he's been. Well, pretty... we can go to McCormick Bregman. How about that? Well, we can we can go to McCormick, then go up from Suarez to Bregman. Is that, okay. is that fine? Yeah, that's, that's fine. All right, so that's our that's our first look lineup here. Again, we'll rebuild this lineup back on 5 o'clock Eastern. Join us then for the show. Uh, for James and I, we will be back on Monday. Good luck for the weekend. We'll talk to you all later.